Sports Talk Radio for the Brainerd Lakes. 1380 KLIZ AM. Brainerd Baxter, the fan. It's time for Lakes Woods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, the fan. And now here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakes Woods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM. Chris is uh, joining us as uh, has kind of become tradition in the recent years from uh, from Augusta for the Masters this week. Uh, Chris, you had a busy week and uh, had some uh, flight schedule issues, but you arrived at Augusta and you've been, uh, I suppose, uh, teaching there the last uh, day and a half or so, huh? Yeah, we've uh, you know first couple days. Uh, it, it took me a day to, day longer to get here than it normally does because of some flight delays. So that's the joys of travel. But uh, starting to get a bunch of our clients in town. Spent a little time at uh, at the tournament today during the practice round, and uh, uh, a lot of rain today, Mac. But uh, I think the rest of the week is going to shape up well. It sounds like the rest of the week's forecast is good, other than Sunday. So. There's always a little star power, of course, walking around there. You, you just were sharing with me a story about uh, Jason Day on the on the putting uh, practice screens. Wait, I, uh, I I watched him today for about a half hour on the putting green. You know, last year he was uh, statistically he was the number one putter in, the, in on the PGA Tour, and uh, watched him for about fifteen twenty minutes, and he was putting. He was putting with one golf ball. He was going to a different spot either around the hole or on the green and putting between 15 and 20 footers. And he made uh, 22 putts in a row from that distance, <laughs> which I've never seen anything like that. I mean, the, you know, as a make percentage on the PJ Tour, from 20 feet, they make 20%. Right. And uh, he made 22 in a row, all different, you know, from all different breaks and, um, the greens are perfect, which helps. But uh, that was that was a uh, phenomenal display. How's the? Uh, do they have putting greens that are have some undulation, kind of like the course does? Yeah, the the putting green uh, at the driving range, which is you know, if you watch the Golf Channel uh, live from the range uh, this week, you'll see that putting green, and that that putting green has a quite a bit of slope. Uh, so it really simulates what's on the golf course. Sure. And then the putt, there's a putting green between uh, the players kind of putt on before they play, which is in between uh, one tee and ten tee, and that has a fair amount of slope, but not nearly as much as, as the golf course. We were just uh, talking briefly, Mark Brody for uh, Golf Works, uh, Golf WRX is. Uh... That's a quite a good website if you want to read good golf articles every day. His title was, Are Augusta Nationals Greens Really That Hard? And I guess the short answer is yes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was a great article. It, uh, uh, you know, it was interesting. Actually, the, the percentage of one putts is higher. Actually, yeah, it's higher than most tour, than most tour events by, uh, he said about 20%, which I thought was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Because uh, they're so true, the re- I suppose. Huh? Yeah, the reason he attributed that is because they are so perfect. Yeah. Uh, but the percentage of three putts from any distance was 80% higher. So 80%. 80%. From so, any distance, that was the strange any, thing about That was very yeah. interesting. Yeah, so I, I, would, uh, I would say the greens are tougher. 
Jack Nicholas always said Augusta was the quintessential second shot course, and uh, Brody quotes that in the article. You just can't get too far away uh, and, and expect a score. No, you know, it's uh, one of the things that we've talked about in the past, and uh, my friend Mike Shannon, who we've had on the show, and he was an assistant at Augusta National, he, he's always said, you know, you really, the greens have so much slope and undulation, and, you know, there are five to six parts of that are green and he, he always says the key the key really is is hitting the green hitting the greens in the correct segment uh you know because you, you can hit the green but if you're you know you're 30 feet away you may have a a double breaking putt or a you know a putt with so much slope to it that uh it's just hard to when you're above the green the greens you know are above the pen the greens are so fast coming back it's just hard to leave the ball close to the hole. Yeah, it's just uh, extraordinary. I think your description you had uh, a few years ago when you were there uh, walking on the green, what it felt like was uh, like a hardwood basketball floor, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how can that, I, you know, the, how can that I, even I, be? <laughs> it, that, that's kind of always my judge of, of a great putting surface is when you walk on it, it has that almost that hollow feel to it firm but uh you know it, it just has that feel and a little uh, speaking of um how the greens are so perfect the whole place is perfect and everybody who has ever been there said it basically takes your breath away but even when they do uh they change some things around and it uh, it never looks like it changes they've really made uh, some fairly significant changes on uh, number five on the front which is going to make the uh Front side maybe a half shot uh, tougher. They say. Yeah, n- number f- number f- five is now four hundred ninety five yard par five. Uh, it, it was one of the most dis- difficult par fours. I think it ranks second most difficult par four uh, in the past. But uh, my guess is it will be uh, be the, the most difficult par four on the golf course now. And, uh, the tee box looks like you know it looks like it's been there forever. It's uh, it's amazing what they when they set out to do something here. It's uh, they do it absolutely perfectly all the time. Yeah, and I think the stat was there were only twenty six birdies on that hole last season at, at the Masters, and now wow. they made it tougher. So uh, Jordan Spieth, he felt like it might if you could par that hole four days in a row, you might gain two shots on the field, which would be extraordinary if that's the case. Yeah, that's uh, that's huge to on a, on one hole to be able to gain gain a couple shots on the field would go a long way for uh, for any player. And you were telling me uh, as usual, Jack has some interesting uh, records on number five. Yeah, they they said there there have been very few eagles on that hole, but uh, Jack Nicholas has two of them over the course of his career here, and uh, both holding five irons from the fairway. <laughs> The odds here early, Chris. Uh, Rory's the favorite at uh, well seven to one, I think. At the last time I looked, they change a little bit all the time. But uh, DJ Tenner eleven to one, and Dustin Rose twelve to one. Then Tiger's still uh, still in the top five as far as odds, uh, fourteen to one for Tiger. He is uh, his uh, staying power in the minds of golf fans is extraordinary. Well, you know he's he's playing very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think getting beat on Saturday in the match play uh, two weeks ago was not not necessarily a bad thing for for him. You know, he he played thirty six less holes. He got to go home, and he you know basically had 
10 or 11 days off where he could uh, could just work on his game. And, you know, Tiger always seems to play better going into a major when he doesn't play the week before. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, yeah, I, I guess he got in here Sunday night and um, went out, played nine holes, but he only had a putter and wedge and just worked on shots from like 70, 70 yards in, chipped and putted. Sure. And then yes, yesterday did the same thing. And they said he spent about uh, uh, three and a half hours out on the golf course just chipping and putting, which is a you know interesting approach. Yeah, and, um, a sign that his driver might be in pretty good shape right now. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it, uh, I, I would I would not count Tiger out, and you know, yes, he's he's coming into the tournament playing very well. Yeah, he really is. Uh, the, a lot of the best players in the world are. Rory is the reason he's number one right now, as far as uh, uh, choice. And I see, I was uh, John Rahm is eighteen to one, but he's got six top tens in the in his uh, in ten tournaments this year. So, a lot of the best players in the world are playing really, really, really well. And Rose, yeah. you can never—I don't know—Rose loves this place. Yeah, that that's uh, that's my pick for the week right now. Is it? Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll take a. Uh, quick break here. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons uh, with Chris Foley at Augusta National. <laughs> You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons, 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. We are uh, springing into golf, and uh, this is really the week. Masters week. Chris is at Augusta uh, doing some uh, teaching there and also been on the grounds and uh, will be again, I'm sure, for that uh, inexpensive lemonade and uh, sandwiches. Right, Chris? That's right. I wouldn't miss that. <laughs> no. No, we'll get to the 19th hole in just a bit. It really has... Uh, I was uh, kind of uh, had my nose into this golf works uh, this week a little bit, and uh, there's a, a great uh, opening paragraph on the surface. It may seem incongruously absurd. The Masters, that friendly gathering of golf's elites at the private club in eastern Georgia with 300 members, is not merely the site of golf's most storied seminal major championship. It is the ignition switch that starts the engine for the entire golf industry. So you know about that. You're in the golf industry, and uh, it gets everybody thinking about the game. It's a little bit more natural fit here where you know where we don't even get to play till a couple weeks out. But, uh, boy, the rest of the world, they're already playing golf, but this is really the this is what everybody points to, isn't it? Well, yeah, th- this really jump-starts the season for, you know, in- anybody kind of, you know, north of, let's say Kansas city or even a little South of their part of the country. And, uh, so every, after watching the masters, everybody's excited, but, uh, you know, it's it, it kind of, we've talked about the PGA show being a huge industry gathering, uh, in January in Orlando, but, uh, this is a very close second. The, the amount of business that gets done here among, you know, the golf companies, um, companies associated with golf is it, it's amazing and it's it's really a who's who of the of the golf industry that are that are here this week and that are you know watching the tournament and doing business and and then the, the other side of it is how it, how it can jump start a product for uh for companies if if, if a player's wearing 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 a apparel item or shoes or playing a certain club and they they have success. It uh, it can you know it can catapult a company into 
uh, greatness, really. Yeah, I think I read uh, in that article that $125 million worth of business comes to the Augusta metro area this week, which is <laughs> pretty extraordinary. And, of course, they're making contacts and making sales for the coming season. And uh, some of the best examples of, I remember when it happened, of course, and so do you. When Nicholas wins in 86, he's got that oversized McGregor response putter, which he'd never, nobody had ever seen him with it before. So that's part of it. And uh, those record sales continued for years and years. Freddie Couples changed the shoe business in 2010, it says, at the Masters with the Echo Hybrid shoe. And then a couple of years ago, Sergio and Justin Rose uh, battled into a playoff, and they reach sporting versions of TaylorMade Spider Tour, which helps yeah. them at that putter as the number one seller in the industry. Yeah, you know, it, it was amazing what that putter did for the McGregor company. They could not... They couldn't give that putter away prior to Jack's win, and uh, it almost hurt the company because they couldn't produce them fast enough. Yeah, it, it, it was amazing. Uh, I, you know, I remember that well. I was very early in my career in the golf business, and uh, it, we had people walking in off the streets just begging for us to get the putter. So, yeah, it's everything from apparel to, and then if if it works like that, you know, the the putter worked for Jack, obviously, and. Uh, uh, I think obviously uh, Nike had issues when Tiger had his issues, but uh, you know, when how many people wanted that Nike wedge when Tiger was uh, winning all those tournaments? Uh, it's just extraordinary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We talked a little bit about odds. Uh, Tiger won in 2005, but uh, wouldn't that be extraordinary? He'd be 13, 14 years out if he could win. Which it's hard, it's hard to even fathom that Tiger hasn't won the uh, Masters in uh, 14 years with the impact that he still has. I thought they made a great point on the golf tournament this morning, on the golf channel the, earlier this week, too, that he said, well, he's competing against a generation of golfers that he created. <laughs> that's why it's harder yeah. for him to win. They all play like he plays or want to. That's, that's exactly right. The, I, I saw Tiger come off 18 today and uh, walk into the clubhouse, and the crowd of people following him was incredible. <laughs> uh, it, it was like a sea of... Well, I mean, it wasn't to the level of when he won the uh, the Tour Championship last year, but, boy, it, was, it looked about like that same scene. Yeah, and this is Tuesday. And this is Tuesday. <laughs> it's going to get more and more. You wonder if uh, some guys will have the course to themselves if Tiger's playing well. That's right. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't happen at the Masters, but uh, no one. It, it's, it's definitely easier viewing in... Uh, where Tiger is not. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yep. And you uh, kind of have a strategy there as far as viewing, Chris. Uh, you kind of get to a few spots that you've chosen over the years that uh, so you're not always running. You're kind of uh, in a spot you like to get to see a lot of action. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm not a one that I like to sit, but I uh, there are a couple tee boxes that I really enjoy standing behind, seven being one of them, uh, number 11, um I like standing next in between three green and four tee boxes, a great spot. But I, I, I like following groups as well. And I, it's, uh, uh, you know, usually, usually one or two days I pick uh, a few groups and, and kind of follow them. And, you know, it's, uh, then you get, you really get a good feel for, you know, how the golf course is playing and, uh, how a player is playing in particular. And, 
so it's uh, it's a, it's a great spectator golf course, even as as many people are as that are here. Um, you know, it was really the the original spectating golf course. You know, all these TPC golf courses, and particularly Sawgrass and and Scottsdale, are built to spectate. But uh, this golf course was way ahead of its time when Bobby Jones and and Alistair McKenzie and Clifford Roberts built it, uh, never having the vision that I don't think that the tournament via tour it is today. But. The game creates such great relationships, Chris, with, uh, in, in your case, teaching the game a lot, or if you're playing with uh, uh, the people you like to play golf with, it's, you know, it's four or five hours together with them, so it's a game where you really get to know your the guys that you're playing with, the friendships of it, and uh, each year you've had uh, a, a a couple of uh, colleagues playing or that you followed around who who have you got in mind this year to follow around a little bit you know i i, I think I'll, I'll probably follow Corey connors a little bit um yeah. who won last weekend is uh uh you know his teacher Derek ingram we've had on the show several times yeah canadian national coach and uh Derek and i have traded a few texts this week he's He's here today for sure, and I uh, doesn't know if he's going to be here the rest of the week, but I'm going to follow Corey for sure. Um, I'd, I'd like to follow the uh, the U.S. Mid-Am champion, Matt Perzelli, because uh, I have some mutual friends with him. And, um, you know, I, I, I got to see Justin Rose play and Rory play a little bit. And yeah. Jason Day. And, <laughs> uh, you know, there's just... Uh, there's there, there's so many players that you'd like to follow, but not enough time to do it all. Sure, you should probably mention to Derek, you know, the, since uh, one of his uh, players won, that he should tell other coaches if they came on the uh, Lakes Woods and Iron Show, their their players might start winning PGA you know, tournaments. That, that's that's not a bad uh, <laughs> angle. What the heck? Anyway, we can Enjoy. bluff him into it, Chris. Exactly. <laughs> well, that'd be great if we can get Derek. I know it's a hectic, uh, a hectic schedule there, and uh, kind of catches catch can. But hopefully, that'll happen as well. Chris, uh, enjoy yourself. I want to ask you about the 19th hole quickly. Tito's Handmade Vodka is our 19th hole sponsor here on the show, and uh, you've probably got a. We've talked at a, a few spots you uh, like to go to while you're there. Have you got a spot in mind for tonight or tomorrow night, maybe? Well, I I, I think I'm on my way to Augusta Country Club, and uh, uh, we'll probably partake in a. Uh, oh, what what's the name of the their their famous drink there? Um, a transfusion. Oh, right. Tito's Handmade. Made with Tito's Handmade Vodka. Well, there you go. Perfect. And then the evening's off to a good quick start. That's right. <laughs> All right, Chris, thanks for checking in, and we'll do so uh, later in the week and uh, uh, put this whole show together. But uh, sure appreciate you being there, and it's fun to get a little uh, a little uh, live on the grounds coverage. Chris is at Augusta this week, and uh, we'll have more with Chris. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, streaming at KLIZ.com, our special uh, Masters Week edition here with Chris uh, Foley in Augusta, checking in on Thursday with Chris here as we have this conversation. Chris, you got a chance to get out and uh, get out amongst them today. That's pretty fun. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good day out there. I got out for uh, two and a half, three hours, I guess, uh, about mid morning, and stayed till uh, just after after lunchtime. And uh, 
you know, it, it always amazes me, Mac, how much different the feel and the atmosphere and the electricity are once Thursday comes. And then just the whole, how the players carry themselves and conduct themselves. A- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are pretty loose. Guys are joking. Guys are smiling. And uh, Thursday comes and the, the bell rings and, you know, game is on. And they're... Uh, <laughs> There, there's not much uh, much joking around once they get on the golf course. So, Well, as we talk, most about two-thirds of the field is probably in, and uh, uh, some pretty big names up toward the top, Adam Scott and John Rahm at uh, three under, and uh, Tigers at two. He, I think he bogeyed 18, we were just talking. Uh, Fowler and Kazai are up there, uh, and a whole bunch of guys at two under, DeChambeau and Dustin and Brooks, and uh, Phil is still at one under, so... Some big names, just uh, really Rose and Spieth kind of struggling on day one. Yeah, you know, and it, it, I'll tell you, it's interesting. Is Tiger played great. You know, he made a few errors. McElroy made some errors. You really are not going to get around this golf course without making some. And uh, I, I read a, uh, a great stat this morning. They, they said Spieth, Jordan Spieth, his last one, he's the only person to make more than two doubles and still win the golf tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's more, you know, I, I think like we've talked about some other things, it's really more about bogey avoidance than making birdies. Right, yeah, and, very much uh, so. I think you're right. And, you know, what, what's what's great about Augusta National, and, and uh, especially that back nine, there are some eagles out there with the par fives. and uh, it, You know, if you can play the par fives under par, and the par threes at even par, you're going to have a pretty darn good tournament. Yeah, yeah, because the par fives are definitely gettable there, no question. I think they've, yeah. they've kind of always been gettable, and now that the game is longer, they're certainly very gettable for most of the guys. So, Yeah. yeah. Tell us about little uh, life of a professional golfer. In your case, Chris, uh, teacher, you go out uh, for the week, and you've got some uh, students that you teach this week, and you try to work in a little fun at Augusta as well, right? Yeah, you know, for me, it's it's uh, it's a it's always a fun week. I, I do some uh, some work. We, I help host some corporate groups here with uh, with a good friend of mine from from Texas, and we we uh, generally do a little bit of instruction. We haven't had any this week, but we take them to the tournament daily and do a lot of you know airport runs and things like that. And, sure, uh, you know, a, a typical person who's coming in for the Masters, they're here for a couple days and out. So we, we've got, uh, this year we have five houses that uh, we've got some groups staying in and kind of taking their care of their needs, and then in between get to have some fun uh, going to the tournament. Any takeaways from the course today, condition-wise, and just, uh, well, like you say, experience-wise, the electricity just uh, ticks up several notches on game day? Uh, it's amazing how, we, we I think we talked about it in another segment, but how they can... You know, they have such great control of the environment with that sub-air system that they have. And, you know, they had almost three inches of rain early in the week. And the golf course is now, Thursday, uh, the greens are extremely firm. The fairways are firm. So that rain really hasn't affected the condition of the golf course at all. It hasn't slowed it down at all. And the forecast looks like uh, they might speed up a little because it's pretty nice, uh, pretty nice weather, it looks like. 
uh, it, it's been it's been perfect today. It's 86 degrees as we speak, and I think the uh, the forecast for the next two days is very good. They are worried about rain on Sunday, and there's talk of maybe a an earlier start and or playing in threesomes rather than than twosomes as they typically do. So right. Uh, We'll see what the next couple days bring. Yeah, that would be interesting. Threesomes, I guess. You yeah. kind of like the tradition of everything, so you don't like it to change. But uh, right. <laughs> if Mother Nature is involved, then they might have to. So uh, how were the crowds around Tiger? I suppose just uh, amazing. huh? Or they? Or you were saying yeah. the Masters, they, they manage the crowds a little more than at some tournaments. You know, you can definitely tell where Tiger is on the golf course. Yeah. Uh, I think the fun thing for me, I, I stood uh, by the by the practice putting green. Number one tee box, number ten tee box are all right together, so you can really see a lot of action in that one spot, and it's a great spot for people watching. But it was, you know, I was there fairly early in the day. There, there I got I got there was really just the first group or the second group was making the turn, and uh, stood there for probably seven eight groups. But it was amazing. Fred Couples at, uh, at, what is he, 60 or 61 or whatever he is, he had by far the biggest crowd of any of the groups that had come through. So <laughs> his uh, his uh, uh, cool factor is still in effect. And that, that was, uh, besides Tiger teeing off on one with just a massive crowd, uh, the the gallery that was following Freddie was uh, was very big. <laughs> yeah, he's one of golf's uh, nice guys. He, he's always had the huge fan base. Probably, you know, Freddie's maybe more famous uh, just for being Freddie than for his wins. I mean, he's got a Masters and a couple of players, but uh, you you would have thought maybe he would have won more as popular as he is. Yeah, he. Uh, for, I think he's got fourteen wins, fourteen fifteen wins, and. And uh, a couple majors, but he uh, he's definitely one of the still a top draw when he gets out there. And uh, trying to get together with a couple of your colleagues tonight, perhaps, and we'll try to put those uh, segments into the program as well. We'll just see what we wind up with because it's kind of uh, catches uh, as, as catch can as busy as everybody is out there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I uh, if we if we don't have it tonight, we'll have a couple good segments coming up. Uh, uh, one from from Derek Ingram, who's Corey Connor's coach that uh, we've had on the show a few other times, but uh, he he's flying pretty high after uh, after Corey had that win, and uh, he's it's such a great story. If you get a chance to see in the interviews with him, he's just a, a class act and a quality guy, and and he offers some great insight into his game. And Connors is first off and fired a 70. He w- wins last week and shoots a 70 to Augusta when he didn't even know he was going until last Sunday. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a great story. And if you could hold on and uh, didn't even have to win, but if you could get a you know top five, top, a top ten win, that would really uh, you know escalate his career very quickly. All right, Chris, thanks for taking the time out of your schedule today, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thanks, Mac. Chris Foley's at Augusta this week, and we're catching up to him when we can. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ. The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ. The Fan streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and also now available at Podcast One. Thanks to our friend Josh Coop, our uh, 
the brains of the organization here, our digital guy. Josh is going to step in for me. Chris is at Augusta, and uh, uh, he's a busy guy. He's got uh, groups that he kind of takes care of and uh, uh, helps out some other professionals out there. So, um, so Chris uh, could not get his interview with uh, Derek Ingram. Uh, surprise, surprise, Derek Ingram, who's Corey Connors' coach, uh, has a lot of people want to talk to him this week. So <laughs> he doesn't only want to do the Lakes, Woods, and Iron Show, I guess. But we're going to have uh, Derek for you. I think Chris has the interview scheduled for Monday, but that's obviously too late for our show this week. So we'll get uh, back a hold of Chris. He'll have more Augusta stories uh, next week. And certainly the uh, ones we've had so far have been great. Josh, I uh, just wanted a, kind of an emergency step in as we talk. It's uh, Friday. The guys are just underway on Friday. This will air Saturday morning, so we'll either sound like geniuses or like we don't know anything we're talking about. So um, the leaderboard yesterday, about as full of superstars as a, as a major tournament that I can remember in, in recent years. Yeah, it was a great first day, I think. Uh, Tiger showing up, Phil showing up. Uh, Kepka, who we we both really like, doesn't seem to get him much airplay. Yeah. But he's right in the lead. Um, he uses the chip on his shoulder card a lot, Kepka. It's interesting, and uh, it works for him. I mean, you know, the guy looks like he walked off a movie lot as a, a star of a movie. I think, how is this guy not the cover boy for a lot of this stuff? And then uh, another interesting guy that probably pretty interesting to, uh, you know, guys your age, Josh, who... Uh, love golf. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is an interesting character. His golf swing looks like nobody ever, and uh, he just keeps figuring stuff out. He's simplifying, and he changed his grips and the weight of his irons, I think, this week or last week, and now he's uh, he shoots, uh, what, six or seven under par the first day? Yeah, he... Uh... DeChambeau is... He's actually like pretty popular amongst my friends in the golf. Um now um, he's the guy who keeps the pin in still, right? Yeah. And he got he got uh, burned by that yesterday. I saw once. Well, that was a like a an iron from the fairway. If, if it doesn't hit the pin, it probably goes thirty feet past. Maybe, so. yeah. <laughs> I, I saw the close up and I saw it, I saw it bank out. But uh, he's trying different things, which I think does, wasn't happening a lot before. And he's just looking at it a different way, which I can respect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's pretty he's pretty good in front of a camera too. He's pretty friendly, and it's a good it's a, it's just a it's been a really good tournament, and the the faces of golf and the the personalities are really starting to show out. Boy, very intellectual guy DeChambeau, and uh, he just breaks everything. You listen to him talk, and you can hardly understand what he's saying about the game of golf. And uh, maybe not coincidentally, uh, Tiger gets along pretty good with him. Another guy who was fairly analytical about his golf swing, so. Yeah, like you say, DeChambeau, Kepka, Mickelson, Adam Scott had a great day. John Rahm had a great day. One of your favorites, uh, Kevin Kisner, right up near the top. Kisner's the best. <laughs> He's every man, isn't he? He is. The, he is the every man. And uh, he, I'm trying. I'm trying to look through right now, and even guys like uh, Molinari, DJ, DJ's. Maybe it's because I'm not. I, I guess I just haven't heard his name come up that much, and it's all. He is the quintessential. He's always like in the mix, and then he somehow like gets right to the tops on Saturdays and Sundays. It's yeah. crazy. He's got kind of like a uh, closer mentality in my eyes. Yeah, he's really he's right there, and he's leading just about every. He's in the top five in every category in golf. DJ, I mean, he's so consistent, and that it's 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 actually surprising how few majors he's won because his game is just unbelievable. So, but that's uh that's a little a mental thing about majors for sure. Fowler was two under after the first day. He's very popular. 
oftentimes talked about as the best player to have never won a major, uh, filled into that category for um, that's the category a lot of great golfers have been in until they do win it. So at any rate, uh, you've got uh, a little friendly wager and and uh, and a Kepka is you've got some money on Kepka. Yeah, I got. He was like his odds were really low, and it's just for a guy who's won a lot recently. He just seemed undervalued, so yeah, I, with some buddies, I got. I said I'll take Kepka in a, in a grouping, and then two other guys. I'm really, really interested to see how they do today. And this is on Friday, so like you said, tomorrow would be like, right? You sound like uh, you don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. But let me see what uh, Tony Finau and Tommy Fleetwood do, right? Because they both tee off a little later than when we're recording right now, and yep. they're both one under. And I think today, as we're seeing early on, is I think today you can attack the course. And Fleetwood's been a guy who the last couple of years, people in the know of golf is like, hey, like watch out for this guy. I'm waiting for him to break through. It's that funny momentum thing in golf, too. Fleetwood's one of those guys that can get it. And yesterday afternoon, uh, everybody was maybe one, two under for the day, pretty much all through the field, maybe 65 guys or something. And then these last four groups or yep. so, Somebody flipped a light switch out there, and all of them started making birdies about number 10. Now, was that due to conditions, or is that just the the caliber? Right, right. Well, I'm, was, not, I'm, not good of, I'm not good enough of a golfer to know. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> high cal- caliber coming in. It was DeChambeau and Kepka and Correct. Nicholson and uh, Poulter, I believe, uh, all those guys coming in late. But they all kind of caught fire at the same time, although a few didn't. Spieth and uh, Justin Rose had all kinds of trouble. So that's, that's we, weird. Johnny Bama is one of our sales guys here, and he's a golf guy. We always go in on the pool together, and uh, so he selects. Uh, you see, you take three, I'll take two. He selects McElroy and Justin Rose, and it says you can't take Phil again, Mac. Well, I take Phil. Phil shoots sixty-seven. Yeah, weird. And uh, his guys are both huh. over par. Huh? Both his guys are going <laughs> to struggle to make the cut. But I gotta, uh, I gotta brag now because it could all fall, Cor- fall correct. Apart. Brag when you can, <laughs> and then you're just really quiet when things don't go right. So you think heart of hearts now? Uh, uh, a couple days left. Who's gonna or two? Well, three days left. Really, who's gonna who's gonna win the Masters? Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. He's been there before. The guy's got a killer mentality. You, you saw it at the U.S. Open last year. The guy didn't look phased at all when everyone no. all week was talking about how bad the course was, and he just kept it going and. Went, and he hits these shots late that I haven't seen since Tiger. Right. Or maybe Bubba when he was kind of on that little tear. Like, Bubba was a risk taker, too. Yeah. Kepka's more just calculated. He's just like an assassin on the course. So I'm picking him. I think he just blast it. Yeah. Well, I always pick Phil, so I don't know why I would uh, not pick him. Especially You're looking he, pretty good right since now. Since he shot 67 on the first day. So. Now we say that Phil is one under through three today, so okay, a little disclaimer. Good. All right, good. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take it. All right, uh, apologize for uh, an interview we had kind of been hoping for, but we'll have Derek Ingram on with us uh, perhaps next week, and uh, he'll talk about his uh, young uh, charge, Corey Connors, who has just been a winner lately. want to thank uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka for sponsoring our 19th hole every year. Be sure to uh, stop into uh, many local, uh, many local golf clubs around here. We'll happily serve you Tito's Handmade Vodka. I want to thank uh, Josh Coop, our digital specialist here at uh, Hubbard North. And uh, uh, Josh uh, kind of gives us that good perspective from the younger view of the game of golf and uh, all things sports. So thanks for Josh for stepping in. Uh, Chris, uh, thanks a million to Chris uh, Foley. He's at Augusta this week, and uh, his uh, schedule is just jam-packed. And uh, 
and so is everybody else's, of course. So we'll try to get that Derek Ingram interview uh, starting, uh, well, he hopes to get it uh, before the weekend is over, but not in time for uh, Saturday morning show. So we'll have it for you soon. Again, thanks to Chris for all the work and taking uh, uh, taking time for our for our segments as uh, he has been a, had a packed schedule all week. We'll know next week when we're back who the champion at Augusta is. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Thanks for listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ. We're the Brainerd Lakes home for sports talk. 1380 KLIZ, the fan.